Welcome to Onco Farm. I'm your host, John Bazaar. I'm a professor of pharmacy practice here at the supporting sponsor of Onco Farm, ETSU's Bill Gatton College of Pharmacy. Um, well, um, one of the things that I, I think that uh, you know we do a good job on the podcast is staying, you know, up to date with new oncology news, and I have to admit that I'm a year late on this on on this situation. Um, well, let's just get right into it. The map is gone. It's going. Um, used to be pretty obvious if you were working, uh, if a drug was a monoclonal antibody. It ended in MAB. Monoclonal antibody. M-A-B. Used to be pretty obvious. Well, if you recall, uh, going back to pharmacy school, if you're a pharmacist, or, or maybe this is news to you, I vaguely remember this from, from, I think, pharmaceutics in first year of pharmacy school. There is something called the International Non-Proprietary Names uh, Unit at the World Health Organization. The I-N-N, the N, uh, the W-H-O-N. And um, their job is collectively to figure out what we're going to call these drugs. This is the, the generic name, non-proprietary, not the brand name. This is the map, not the Yervoy. Okay, and uh, they, you know, they got together. Uh, I guess 1953 is when they first decided this. If you go back, there's a period of time when uh, are we going to call this hydroxydonorubicin? Are we going to call this doxorubicin? These were the folks that said this is the name for all time for this drug. Okay, and uh, that it's changed over the years, right? There used to be no monoclonal antibodies, so they had to come up with the map. So the first monoclonal antibody is named a little bit differently. Um, than, uh, than what we think of now. Uh, that was uh, OK, OKT3 uh, was the first one, right? Um, and, and they've added some, you know, they, they've added some uh, other distinguishers of to, so you can further clarify what a monoclonal antibody is or what type of antibody. So the chi, XI, the Greek letter chi, stands for a chimeric monoclonal antibody, which makes a lot of sense if you go back to, I guess it's Greek mythology, and the chimera, the Half horse, half human, I don't remember exactly. Um, right, so a chimeric monoclonal antibody, if it had the rituxi, the XI, rituximab, cetuximab, you knew that it was uh, part uh, other uh, animal, like part mouse, part human, okay? And then, and then they got a little bit too smart for themselves, and they had the U for a human antibody, and the ZU for humanized, so tristuzumab, ZU, uh, but it also has a U in it. So you, you can't have the, not very differentiating, ZU versus U, but both have U. Uh, so anyway, um, we all make mistakes and um, come to find out from Twitter, post, uh, post Musk Twitter still is useful, um, something comes across my, uh, my Twitter feed that the, monoc- the MAB as a suffix is going away for new drugs. And um, based on the Twitter response, very few people knew about this in the oncology pharmacy community, at least on Twitter. And um, folks were were not happy about this. I'm going to read from the abstract here, and you can see this this article being the show notes. Uh, the WHO at the 73rd INN consultation, I wasn't invited, uh, held in October 2021, uh, the radical decision was made. 
Now this is the INN publishes article, so they know what they're doing is radical. The radical decision was made to discontinue the use of the well-known STEM MAB, and they mean new antibody-based drugs going forward to replace it with four new stems: Tug, Bart, Mig, and Ment. Okay, couple things. You know what a suffix is. That's the thing at the end of the word, right? And then there are prefixes. There are also things called infixes, which are not a prefix, not a suffix, but it's a fix. It's in the middle, okay? So that's the the XI, the U, the Z. There are going to be some new ones of those. So going forward, um, you know, new drugs are not going to have maps. It's going to be obvious anymore. A couple things to, to criticize here about this. You know, they, they talk about um, that... Uh, one, they say, uh, it was, this is a quote, it was claimed that some manufacturers were designing drugs in a way that would guarantee the adoption of the perceived better zoo or U infix rather than the undesirable chi. And there's no quotation. This is just theory. I don't know if that's true. I don't know any drug company's going to design a drug because it sounds better. If the marketing isn't, you know, is leading instead of the quality of the product and the efficacy, uh, makes no sense. I think a humanized antibody is probably safer. That would be a better argument. So I don't necessarily agree with that. All right, quoting again, it is acknowledged that the STEM MAB is very well known, easily recognized, and is popular. To date, there are 879 uh, uh, in ending in MAB, and this limits the number of sufficiently distinct future in that can be created, and names that cannot easily be distinguished increases the risk of medication errors. You know what increases the risk of medication errors? Taking a MAB that everyone knows and likes and just throwing it out with the bathwater. That increases the risk of medication errors, okay? Purdue a MAB. Gatunamab. Uh, my hometown, Reynoldsamab. It's easy. You just don't have to stick to all these suffixes and infixes. And then they claim that uh, in naming, it would be useful uh, for the name to help predict therapeutic activity or adverse event profile. I agree. Rituximab doesn't help me. CD20 is not in the name Rituximab. VEGF is not in the name Bevacizumab. That would help. Okay. So, let's get to this. All right, so the tug. That's the suffix that you're going to see for most monoclonal antibodies uh, going forward is tug. All right, uh, BART would be a monoclonal antibody that has modifications to the constant region for some reason uh, or maybe to the, uh, the FC region, maybe to enhance binding to an FC receptor, all right? Mint, now this, all right, this makes sense. Mint, that suffix is meant to be a fragment of, of an antibody. So maybe just uh, an FC binding portion or just the variable, the FAB portion, uh, the, you know, like just the two hands, not the arms, or just one arm, or just one hand, all right? That would be a mint. And then MIG, the M is multi, right? So our bispecifics, our bispecific T-cell engagers would be MIGs. So teclistamab, which we talked about last week, just FDA approved uh, the BCMA uh, CD3 bispecific T-cell engager, uh, now that came out just now, just approved now, but the drug was already named prior to this October 21 um, radical, their words, decision. Um, had that uh, not been in place, the drug would have been something like teclistamig, not teclistamab. All right, so that's kind of how it is going to work moving forward. Some other changes, right? So they've changed the infixes, which I um, was somewhat aware of just because of the chi, the zoo, and the u. Um, so if the uh, the new agent targets a growth factor or growth factor receptor, it's going to have grow in the name, right? So you might see a lot of antibodies in the future named like 
a blue a blue gratug, a blagratug, a lagratug. You can. It's pretty easy to come up with names here. All right. If it is immunostimulatory, it'll have the infix sta, S-T-O. So, instatug, um, instatug, right? Now, it's immunostimulatory, but you have sta, like stop. That seems like it's going to be confusing. If it's immunosuppressive, it's got pru in it, right? So, infratug example would be uh, a, a drug name going forward. So um, this is going to, um, I believe, cause uh, more confusion, um, not less confusion. Um, you know, now in, in the drug world, we're entering into, uh, uh, you know, into the, the microbiology world where, um, and if you work with um, uh, and I'm sure you do if you're listening to this, if you work with oncology patients, especially those who work in malignant heme and cellular uh, therapeutics, bone marrow transplant, CAR T. If you've done, if you've been a clinician long enough, I'm sure you've had the experience where a blood culture comes back for a, a, a bug you've never heard of. You're like, what is this microorganism? You look it up, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why'd they change that name? Well, that, that just cost me 10, that just cost me five or 10 minutes. If I, if I had known, you know, it could have saved me some time. Why do we why do we make it harder? It's hard enough doing this. That we don't need the names to change all the time. Um, I'm sure somehow there's a good reason to do it, but I, I'm not I'm not buying it. I've not bought in. But I will soldier on. Okay, so that's the podcast. Uh, basically it's a it's a ten minute rant about naming. Uh, at least from uh, the Twitter mentions many of you share. Um, uh, sadness uh, at this day and um, you know next week we'll talk more about um, you know better ways to take cancer take care of cancer patients and, and some new data I'm sure um, thank you so much for listening you can follow me on Twitter at farmdeetnib where I retweeted this and lots of folks learned about it for the first time you can follow the, the podcast on both Twitter and Instagram at Pod. and until I talk to you again remember doses matter 